0: listening to the lawn care business success podcast
1: the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing equipment and
0: customer service educational and motivational
1: to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success now here's your host Julio
2: Tomei.
1: Welcome Lawn Care Nation to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host Julio Tomei and this is episode number 331 entitled Interview with Mark Thomas Builder. Well hello everybody and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week and of course for the questions the comments and the feedback that you guys have been sending through. And uh, this week we've got uh, a, a fantastic interview episode uh guest lined up for you guys. But before we get into it, just a quick note uh, with uh, sort of the wrap up of the 2021 uh, lawn care season. Uh, for me, that means uh, that I'll be getting into uh, these interview episodes uh, a lot more heavily now uh, as we go uh, through the next few months of uh, sort of the winter off season, winter break for me. Uh, so if you guys are interested in uh, being a guest on the podcast, the best thing you can do is uh, just reach out to to me, you can either go to my website, uh, lawncarebusinesssuccess.com, head on over to the contact uh, page, there'll be a form there, and just send me a quick email there. Or you can hit me up on Instagram. And uh, again, it's Lawn Care Business Success there, if you haven't uh, followed me already, and just uh, send me a DM through there. And uh, we'll uh, get something set up to have you as a guest on the uh, Lawn Care Business Success podcast. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Mark Thomas to the show. Hey, Mark, how's it going
0: hey julio good how are you doing
1: i'm doing very very good thank you so much for coming on to the show i really do appreciate it
0: yeah i appreciate it too i know we have been talking back and forth for the last couple years and just it's great to finally make it work yeah with, that's with our schedules yeah, yeah
1: definitely one uh uh that I've been looking forward to uh, chatting like you said uh, we've talked about it uh uh for a number of years of having you come on and uh you're one of those guys that um I really look forward to seeing in person whenever there's a, a meetup or something that I'm able to get to um there's just something uh, about your approachability and um just your kindness in general um, and demeanor and everything that I just I love being around you uh, and uh, oh, yeah and just uh, you know hearing what you got to say and and uh, what you're working on so it's awesome having you on the show uh, and uh, I reached out to you uh, just uh, about where well, it's been about a month or so now um, mm-hmm. with uh, GIE Expo and asked you if you would uh, come onto the podcast and sort of give us a recap of uh, the GIE sort of Uh, post-pandemic, although it's not really post-pandemic. We're still kind of in it. Um, But uh, basically, the GIE sort of after that first 2020 cancellation year. Uh, So before we get uh, into that portion of it, uh, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do.
0: Well, um, I started out as a licensed home builder. I grew up in a family business. We built um, and sold Prefab modular homes and that was something that I thought I was gonna do my entire life. And I kept seeing these homes evolve and around twenty twelve is kind of where everything just hit a, a stop. And then I had to shift gears. We just weren't selling any more homes anymore. And Michigan was hit really hard with a lot of foreclosures. Okay. So I started looking at some different options like how I can like make ends meet until the home market picks back up. And at that time I had a, a nice four-by-four uh, four full-size truck. I had a 16-foot landscape trailer. I had a Skag turf tiger, 61-inch. Uh, so I thought, you know, I'm going to put an ad up and start mowing some lawn. So I started doing that and had probably up to about 16, 16 to 18, somewhere in there, uh, customers, clients. And then like the biggest one was a two-hour, five-acre job. It was okay, quite <laughs> quite a bit of work. So a few of them were like a couple other ones were like over an hour. Oh, okay, so so then um, as I was still waiting, a, a job opened up to become a facility manager uh, for a nonprofit organization. The building is about forty-five thousand square feet, and there's another rental house. And then there's also five acres of ground. So
2: I'm
0: I'm currently right now, I'm doing that full time. And I've been trying to transition back into being a builder or going back into lawn care. I I wasn't able to continue as I took that job on. Um, I was still doing some lawn care, but eventually um, I ended up having a, a career with my YouTube channel. And yes. I started doing some freelance work for Home Depot. I believe it's been four years now. I just signed on for another year with them, so I'm just starting doing some projects with them and Milwaukee Tools. So that's keeping me very busy. So I'm <laughs> trying to now shift once again, doing going back into being self-employed and then doing like the freelance work with um, a few key sponsors like Home Depot and. and to continue growing my channel.
2: Yeah, yeah, very cool. So,
0: and then if I needed to do some additional work, self-employed, then uh, I still have the mower and everything where I could um, start doing that part-time as well. So it's I definitely enjoy being on the mower. I'm still doing that several hours a week. Well, now we're just Michigan just wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Are you
1: done mowing where uh, you're at? Yeah. Pre- I was ho- I was hoping that I was going to get uh, one more like week of uh, mowing. Normally at the end of the season, uh, like I, I mow up to about October, like uh, Halloween. And then it's kind mm-hmm. of after that is, you know, hit or miss every year, depending. Um, so I'll uh, start doing like my fall aerations and all that stuff, get them out of the way um, when I'm sort of done the mowing. And then, I might skip a week or so and then kind of go back and just do like one last mo just to clean it all up so I was hoping to do that one mm-hmm. last mow because all the leaf cleanups are pretty much done um, but uh, we've just had just crazy torrential rain um, for mm. three days it's been three solid days straight of like just the hardest rain with no break for three days oh, That it's like flooding areas their highway got f- closed and all this sort of stuff so I'm like yeah you know even if I wanted to mow this week I don't oh, think I can get the mowers geez. out <laughs> like <laughs> Like, you know, for the West Coast, I, I, I mow all year long, normally, not all year long, but all season long, like rain or shine. But like, this is like, this is extreme biblical proportions (laughs) of, of rain. So I'm like, yeah. So I think I might be done.
0: Huh. <laughs> I've made a video a few years back of how to get your mower unstuck. So yes, I'll throw that out there in case you ever do attempt to get out there.
1: Yeah, you know what? That's, I saw yeah. that video. I watched it, mm-hmm. and with my new, um I got a new XMark Navigator. And uh, mm-hmm. a few years ago, uh, around well, more than a few years ago, two thousand seven, I had a Walker, uh, and it oh, yeah. uh, that unit always got stuck on me. Um, and uh it just had like it's just because it's so wet here all the time Uh and uh, water just doesn't drain very well in a lot of yards and that the unit that I had had kind of skinny tires so it would always sink and get stuck and stuff so um, with, with getting the Navigator this time around, I was like, well, you know, I'm a lot more further along in my business. I don't need to use it all the time if I don't have to. I've got other mowers I can use now. I don't have to rely on it. I can use it just like when the conditions are right. But then I remember your video and I was like, oh, I got to get myself one of those like come alongs and stuff like that I had to have yeah. with me. <laughs> just in <laughs> case, right? So I can do what Mark Thomas uh, did in that video just to have it in the truck, just in case.
0: Um, yeah, I, re- I rarely use it, but when, certain situations like that appear I am so thankful to have it it's the handiest tool yeah I yeah. also use it doing some logging I partially heat my house with firewood so I'm often running a chainsaw or like out in the woods and sometimes just trying to drag a tree out of like the the brush or the pricker stuff oh, okay kind yeah. of nice to hook that up to it and, and then pull it out of the 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 dense brush yeah yeah that's well for that
1: yeah i always thought it would yeah. be a good idea like with mowers and stuff especially the larger ones um for them to have like a two-inch receiver hitch on them like from the factory that you could throw on um like a atv winch or something on on like a draw yeah. bar and just stick it in there with some you know alligator clamps for the battery and just hook it up and right. pull yourself out of something right or pull yourself yeah, up the trailer agreed. if it's you know dead yeah. and doesn't run or or something like that i'm like you know and i thought about doing that and adding uh like a receiver hitch or something to all of them uh because i have a little like two 000 pound atv winch that's on a draw bar um that would fit in a receiver hitch that you could just easily hook up and then you know you got a winch there to use uh if you need right um, yeah
0: that's a great idea you know i've been in that situation before and fortunately i had somebody where my um skag i think the alternator died and i just I had to push it like halfway across the yard and onto my landscape trailer and trying to get up the ramp required two of us and yeah, definitely would be nice for those situations.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know I was yeah. lucky the the couple of times I did get stuck when I had that walker, it was always alongside a fence for some reason. Um, so mm-hmm. a couple of times it was like I had like the fence post beside me where I was like, just by the sheer, sheer like human will of pushing with them <laughs> with one <laughs> leg and trying to use the controls with the other to, and then oh, using, yeah. finding like lumber and stuff on in the yard mm-hmm. of the customer mm-hmm. and like hammering that with like another piece of lumber under the wheels to try to get some sort of oh, track <laughs>
0: <please>. <laughs>
1: and able to like get it out, but leaving like this just crazy mess of a yard, right? It's like, man, it looks so much better without me t- being here today. And now I've left this right. like mud pit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah live and learn, live and learn. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, get into uh, the GIE Expo for 2021. Of course, last year it was canceled, And uh, you know, uh, due to the pandemic, I think that was probably a a good move last year. Uh, This year, uh, of course, uh, they came back. Um, So, how would you uh, say your experience was at the GIE this year with that sort of first year back?
0: Well, you know, I really didn't know exactly what to expect. Like, I did see the, the list of all the vendors that would be there, so I looked at the map the day before going to the event. So I I was actually, I was quite pleased, like given the circumstances, wondering, I've just heard some people, some of the the brands that go there, they feel like even like before, like all the COVID stuff, like sometimes like their sales staff would end up like having colds or something just from being around all those people the entire week. So I was just not sure if people would, be overcautious and stay home. But I was glad to see that the turnout was good. There there were a few different companies that I was planning on talking to or that I talked to every time that I go that weren't there. Mm-hmm. But uh, it only seemed like a few. The majority of them, um, they were all there. So okay. There were a few areas like walking through where normally there would be like in the main expo center part indoors. Yeah there would be what they did now is like they would kind of just have like a seating area like if you go into like a mall, shopping mall, they have like that little kind of like a lounge or just some couches sitting. so just a place which actually worked out kind of nice because you're on your feet all day long and talking to people Yeah, and then sometimes you have to check your phone and get back to somebody. It's just kind of nice if you're carrying, like I carry a backpack the whole time so it's nice with all my camera gear in it so it's nice to be able to have just a little bit of that space to sit down, so I think overall I was very happy with that. The the turnout, um, or it seemed like a very positive energy talking to people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The outdoor area is hard for me to really gauge, but it, to me it seemed like it was quite a bit bigger. Oh okay, but I I don't <clears throat> I haven't really I spent when I go to J for the most part I'm indoors and then. Yep. I'm usually thinking like on Thursday afternoon at like at three o'clock, I'm like, Oh, I got to go outside still. because yeah, you yeah. Just get, So for me, I'm just not really good at planning. We just get into conversations or I'm trying to walk to something. I'm like, Oh, this is something that I didn't even think about, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'll stop and talk to them. So I'm, I'm easily distracted.
1: Yeah. 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 You're <laughs> and, like, that's, I, and, that's like me. I remember when I went for my first time, in 2019, I spent the majority of the time indoors, and I popped my head out to go outdoors I think I spent a couple hours outside in total and I was just like it's mm-hmm. just way too overwhelming like you're looking at like you're like hey I want to go see Echo or I want to see Mark or whatever the case is and you're looking and you see their flag and it's like five miles away <laughs> and it's like, and it's like <laughs> yeah. oh my goodness and the noise just from so much equipment wild, yeah. going on all at the same time mm-hmm. and stuff and it was getting kind of uh the paths people were walking was all like getting muddy and mucky and stuff from people. Walking yeah. along, same. cells I was like, I yeah, yeah, I'm staying inside. <laughs>
0: it, this my experience. It was just quite a bit more dusty this year. Like walking, it just you could just it, it was the ground was a little drier, so you could just see all the dust in the air from oh, okay. all the the different equipment just flying around on the like, kind tracks and stuff. You know, like the the courses. Yeah, yeah. school courses. So was it as, it up quite a bit of dust.
1: Was it as um, hands-on as it is normally? I heard some some um, grumblings about people, you know, sort of talking about how it wasn't the same on the outdoor area as past. But it didn't, I didn't didn't hear what exactly like what was the issue or not the issue.
0: They did have a new rule this year. I believe it was sixteen and older required oh, okay. to go outside. So I know there's some people that brought their kids with them that weren't 16 and they were frustrated because they wanted to go outside and look at some of the equipment, but they couldn't. So you couldn't even go um, outside? I, did, I don't think they were even permitted in that oh. area. Oh, okay. Yeah. that That's probably what it yeah.
1: was then that I heard
0: uh, people talking yeah. about. So. Yeah. And there was something else too that I, I forget. I just had read some comments about, Okay. Maybe some brands concerned about people that were just like beating on their equipment too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe they were a little more reducing as much of like the freedom that they would give people when they're testing their equipment. Oh,
2: okay. You know, yeah, yeah.
0: Pra- trying to protect their equipment from getting destroyed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, so, that's so, that's some... um, understandable. I've seen some mm-hmm, right. um, YouTube videos of people at GIE doing some. Crazy stuff like trying to do like bunny hopping and stuff with mowers and things, and it's like, you know, yes. that's not right to do that with you yeah. know the thing. If it's there to get a hands-on demo and to see what it feels like and stuff like that, not to do something you know ridiculous on it to try to get more views on your YouTube channel or something yep. like that.
2: I yep. agree. <clears throat> totally.
1: Yeah. So, um, how would you say the uh, the attendance was? Because um, I know 2019, the year, the first year that I went. Um, it was like record setting for the whole expo's sort of history. It was like the most attended uh, version of that show.
0: Um, Yeah, it, it seemed to me like it was very busy. Like one of the ways for me to gauge like for lunch, they didn't, I don't know, maybe they didn't have quite as many options. Like in the Freedom Hall, the center there where they had some of the food trucks. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they had... Quite as many food trucks okay and then inside the expo center there's some places where you can get like hot dogs and hamburgers it seemed like that line was still like a 20 minute line okay get lunch okay so that might just be a way to gauge like yeah there's still a lot of people here and um
1: yeah
2: so
0: yeah
1: a lot of the a lot of the international people that i sort of message to ask hey are you going and stuff like that and um every one of the ones that i messaged out said they were not going um just because of just too many rules or too many things to have to travel you know distances to get there um but then my thought is that probably like you know that part of the population that would normally go didn't go but then there was probably a larger appetite from the u.s from people that you know maybe go every couple of years and stuff because of the lockdown stuff to finally be able to get out and and yeah. do that that there was probably a bigger population of uh, us citizens that went to the uh the show and sort of made up for that maybe an international uh side of it that didn't go
0: mm-hmm. yeah i i mean i was definitely very excited just to be able to take a trip and to go stay at a hotel and you know just be in a different city a different state so i was excited just From that standpoint, I think a lot of other people were too. And then just seeing those people in person once again. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, and then just really interesting, there's uh, different people like in the Echo User Advisory Group that you and I are in. Yeah. There's people that we have our Zoom meetings. Yes. And I just haven't ever met them in person. And it was just a lot of fun to see them. And I feel like I know them because I, you know, we've interacted through the Zoom calls. Yes. So it's just kind of, yeah, just a lot of fun. Just It's kind of interesting, though. You feel like you know somebody just through the Zoom calls, but then see them in person, you know. It's- it was just
1: a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, that is uh, always a fun um, you know, time to uh be able to get together. Um, like you said, uh, cuz you just have that sort of camaraderie of uh being mm-hmm. in that sort of the same group and always having those same discussions and stuff each month uh, through those uh uh monthly meetings and stuff and uh yeah, it's always fun to uh, finally get to meet and and uh see people in person. Uh always a great time. Um so this year did you did you spot any trends happening uh with equipment at the show
0: well i didn't get a chance to like really thoroughly visit like all like the major like mower brands yeah i did spend some time looking at some companies like my last day i i focused i realized like oh i didn't see like what dewalt has like what makita has Mm. and um so i i went through and i recorded some of my videos. Actually, the, the last two hours of the show was a great chance for me to actually get some walkthrough interviews of the new tools, so I, I made some videos from that, and Echo as well, too. So, this year, it seems like a lot of people are really looking at the battery-powered, and yeah. with California having their new uh, law that's coming in, into effect. I, I don't know exactly what year that is. It's
2: yeah they're like are
0: you familiar with something like ba-
1: they're banning all their the gas powered equipment or something
0: yeah yep
1: yeah they've done a lot of um, um, they're obviously very aggressive when it comes to uh air pollution and stuff like that um, in uh, California um, I went to visit uh, i've got some relatives that uh, live in San Francisco area. Uh, and in uh, the summer of 2019, um, went to visit them, went to Disneyland with the family, then uh, drove to San Francisco and went to visit them and stuff. And uh, one of them uh, has a landscape company uh, as well and uh, took me to his uh, shop in his yard and stuff to give me a tour and stuff. And um, he was showing me all his books. Uh brand new trucks he's got like all these dump trucks and stuff like that and he was saying like and then on one side of the yard and then on the other side of the yard he had these other trucks that were um only a few years old and he's like i'm not allowed to drive these anymore he says the california has you know put a ban on these all these diesel trucks that have a certain uh, thing that he had to buy all brand new trucks uh, and he wow. can't even sell the other trucks in the state of California. He has to ship them oh out of gosh. state to be able to sell them because nobody's allowed to drive those. And they were like wow. brand, they were only like three or four years old, like these trucks, uh, like F four fifties and dump trucks and stuff like that. And it was like, that's wow. crazy.
0: Like, <laughs> jeez, that is, yeah, I didn't know about that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so in, go ahead. I was just going to say, so I did notice like the trend of just battery powered, um, even like in the power tool, I you know do a lot of work with Home Depot and yeah. Milwaukee and the other brands looking at their tools. And I have a new track saw that, that um, just had on my channel yep. a few days ago with the new video. And that is actually a corded tool. Uh, that one comes through the eBay certified refurbished program. Yeah, yeah. And it just seemed kind of weird to like have a tool with a cord to it. But, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, when I, I yeah, first watched your video, I assumed it was cordless. Uh, yeah. And then I saw the cord, and I was like, oh, okay, that thing. Because, yeah, it would make kind of, especially with a track saw, you'd think that would make um, be a perfect tool to be cordless, so the cord doesn't get caught yeah. up on the edge of the plywood when you're you know, trying to cut it and stuff. Um, yep. But I was watching yeah. with your video, and I was like, uh, I noticed that sort of you were using... Uh, like handheld router and stuff to, to sort of round off the edges and all that stuff and a lot of other, and the cordless drill and, and things like that. And I was like, like how um, convenient it was just watching you build that uh, cornhole uh, game um, with uh, the cordless tools. Because I, I from when I'm building stuff at home in the past, you know, with corded tools, that was always like the issue I used to do um, on one of the winter off seasons, before I started doing content and stuff like that, um, I grew up playing guitar and stuff like that. And one year just walking through like a tool place, you know, not quite a Harbor freight in Canada, but that sort of a thing where it's just like all tools Mm -hmm. and things. And uh, I was in the Mm -hmm. checkout and there was like a rack with books, uh, like woodworking books and things like that. And there was like a, how to build an electric guitar and bass book. Right. And I picked it up and it was was, like beautiful photos, like color photos and stuff. And I was like, Hey, I could do this. Right. Like I, would love to try this right so i bought the book and uh decided to uh, build it and that was one of the things like every time i'd grab the router and you're trying to do a perfect edge the cord would get caught on like the edge of the table or Mm, something mm -hmm. like that right and watching you build that cornhole game i was like oh it's like i didn't even think about it until watching you with those like routers and things like that going oh yeah like everything's cordless now it would be so much better Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) to use without the cord there's, there's so many times in the past, like when I had some of my other equipment, I'd often have at a job site, I would do a lot of like trimming out of the home, some of the final, um, like adjustments to doors. Sometimes I had to take a door out. So I often would have all these tools and then I would have them all plugged in, but sometimes I forgot extension cord or I couldn't find a electric divider. Mm -hmm. And then I go to the miter saw to start cutting and, realize oh shoot it's not plugged in and then i'd have to plug it in yeah. So that's like one of the things i kind of forgot like that issue like i was constantly like unplugging and plugging stuff back in and now i don't have to worry about it the only uh, plus side that i definitely say that i like about the uh, Bosch track saw having a cord is i have a dust or a um, dust extractor that's corded mm-hmm. and so if i plug the track saw into the vacuum dust collector, when I pull the trigger, then it automatically turns the vacuum on. And then when I let the oh, trigger of cool. the saw go, then it shuts the vacuum off.
1: Oh, that's cool. So there's
0: there there's a company that Metabo, I believe they made something that you could hook up to your tool and it senses when it when you turn it on, it feels the vibration of the tool, then it will send a signal to your vacuum, your corded oh, I mean. vacuum. But so far, I don't think it's available in the States yet. I think it's somewhere over in Europe. So. Oh, okay.
1: So, um, Would you say,
0: um, but until that,
1: just for my own curio- time. curiosity, because I've always been sort of a mm-hmm. tool kind of nut, um, with that track saw, um, one of my all-time favorite tools uh, that it was something that was always out of my sort of price range reach to have uh, for my own collection of tools was when i'd go to home depot and see the big wall panel saw i was like i love that thing i (laughs) built so many projects uh with things that i designed um around home depot having that saw that uh you know even at the local home depot you know they would you know do like i think it was like here in canada they would do like the first two cuts free and then after that it was like a dollar a cut and stuff i was like that's a bargain to get like the perfect (laughs) cutting and stuff and cut all my plywood and i would design projects right to like the pieces i needed and everything and have them with that track that uh wall uh, saw is the track saw similar to that sort of on a smaller thing it's like how does it uh, is it just like sitting there? Or is it clamped to the wood? Like how does it stay so perfectly still?
0: The uh, the track itself, you can, um, the one in my video, that's a 61-inch track. And then you can get it. I just recently picked up another track for it. It's a little smaller. I think like a 43-inch track or something. And they have a really nice union clamping system to join them together that continues for like ripping an entire 8-foot length sheet of plywood or something like that okay so the the track itself has kind of a rubber grippy bottom to it yeah and if your plywood is clean you, you could potentially just lay it right on there but they also have clamps available too which okay I, when i'm doing something longer than those go underneath so i recommend especially like the price of lumber and i was cutting Birch plywood, and I forget what that is. Like what I paid, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's very expensive, and you don't want to mess up your cut. Yeah, yeah. So um, for me, it's worth having the clamps just to assure that it's going to stay in place. Yeah, it yeah. Does an amazing job. So it's basically like a circular saw that sits on this track, and it just slides, it just glides, real nice.
2: Yeah, and yeah. It goes
0: in a nice, perfect straight line. So you just put your marks on the boards on each end, and put your track on there, and clamp it down, and yeah. That, uh, and also does some plunge cuts, too. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's just, it's relatively new to me, so I'm still getting experience with it, but I've done a lot of research, and this is my first track saw, so I'm just, so far, I'm wondering, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm going to wonder how I ever got along without it. Yeah. I think my my table saw is not going to get as much use. because yeah. i tried to rip some things on that, and sometimes it's hard to get... Yeah, get it can it be perfect. awkward. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, With yeah. big
1: sheets and stuff like that, it can be very awkward. And yeah, yeah when I saw the track saws, my first time I ever saw like them on Instagram stuff, I was like, man, that's like the closest thing I've seen to one of those wall panel saws.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, I've always wanted one of those wall panels. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, same way. So if you go into a couple other stores like Menards and those, they don't offer that. So like Home Depot is the only place that does. So mm. if I'm getting something... And I want to have it cut perfect. Um, this is before the track saw it. Yeah. It's nice, you know, it, that service is nice. They do a really good job. Yeah, yeah.
1: It. Especially when it's like, expen- like you said, expensive plywood. Like I did, one of the projects mm-hmm. I did was, um, I was really into saltwater reef aquariums, um, probably about, 15 20 years ago um so i wanted to Mm. build i had a 90 gallon tank uh, and i wanted to build a custom you know nice cabinet not like the cheap particle board that you ones that you buy at the store right so i bought like nice maple plywood and stuff and it was like super Mm. expensive for each sheet right so i was like home depot let's get them you know all lined up and cut on that wall saw and it was like (laughs) came out just absolutely perfect it was basically just like assembling the the furniture back together because they had it all you know cut perfectly for me um so yeah very very
0: neat resource um and i haven't seen i have not seen any type of saw like that available on the market i well i probably have somewhere but they're just not available like to buy that type of saw to put in your shop yeah
1: Yeah, it's they I I think I I saw them but they were like like I said they were out of reach. It was like in uh, the okay. in the like the $20,000 range or something. I was like, yeah, oh, that's man. not that's not happening.
2: Huh.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Um uh, what uh speaking of that uh, battery equipment on the lawn care side, uh Echo uh, had introduced the E-Force 56 volt system. Um so this GIE would have been your first um in-person look uh, at the equipment of course we saw it uh, you know during their presentations and stuff their virtual uh, unveilings and stuff like that so what did you think of the system sort of uh did you know be able to get your hands on it and uh, see what they feel like and that sort of thing
0: yeah there one thing that echo has said that each battery powered eforce unit is very similar to another model a gas model that echo has mm-hmm. so for instance they the the one chainsaw that I've reviewed on my channel, the gas one, it's the lightest top handle saw, the CS twenty five eleven T. They now Echo has their battery powered one. So actually I didn't get a chance, I I didn't look at it and everything, I didn't get a chance to actually run it outdoors. Okay, so yeah. it was something that I was trying to put on my list to get out there and it just time kinda got away from me indoors and mm-hmm. so at some point I'm I'm looking forward to the chance to running that but from what i understand though everything is just very similar but it's battery powered okay so, uh, one of the things that i think um their hand i was listening to one of your podcasts the other day and you're talking about at the- i'm not sure how old that one was but it- you're talking about the handheld blower is like your go-to like when you're doing yes. your final cleanup yeah 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 so uh, echo has a battery powered one and the one thing that i've noticed i don't have the model number right offhand of that but um the the gas one i it was a 26 25 26 2520, yeah. there's a twenty five twenty
1: and a twenty they're both uh, very similar um one sort of like the pro model and one was the original um Model that um, they had sent all the UAG um, members yeah, when they yeah. first came out. Uh, that twenty five twenty is the one I use every day for for regular okay. weekly maintenance. I love that thing. It's just so easy yeah, to I, grab and has uh, plenty of power to be able to just for grass clippings and stuff like that.
0: Yep, yeah, I use mine all the time as well. The one thing that I'm curious to test out is the with battery powered. I know like. Um, some tool brands will advertise like it'll reach the top speed like on the battery-powered chainsaw like in one second or something like that. Yeah. So I'm thinking. Uh, so I know like on the 25, 20. There's a little bit of warm-up time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So if you're if you're going from job to job, it probably doesn't need to warm up that much. But if you're just on a cold fall day like today, if you're starting it up for it to fully warm up it does take a little bit of time yeah yeah so that's what i'm thinking the advantage of the battery powered, if you're just trying to do a real quick cleanup like sometimes just yeah yeah 15 20 seconds 15 20 seconds might be all that you need to just get those grass clippings off the driveway or the sidewalks yeah just real quick so there in that you might be able to achieve full force
1: instantly right away
0: yeah yeah so yeah that's where i'm thinking it might compete well with that yeah that's the, and that's the only
1: thing that can make a huge difference i try to explain that to people like why i love the handheld blower for one it has enough power to do the clippings and stuff like that that i'm you know cleaning off of sidewalks and driveways and stuff but the second thing the way my trailer is set up i've got this sort of side compartment that opens up and it fits my trimmer my blower and my mower in there my like 21 inch or 30 inch mower in there anything bigger has to go in the back open area of my trailer Uh, but for the most part with um, you know and being in the city and stuff I'm always locking up the trailer in between you know grabbing a tool so I will you know open the trailer, grab the trimmer, go do my trimming and I've, you know, closed the trailer and locked it back up and I go do my trimming. Then I come back and, you know, got to unlock the trailer, open the door, put that in, grab the mower, pull that out, go do my mowing, then come back, unlock the trailer, you know, do the same thing and then get to the blower. And if it's the backpack blower, I have to take it out, set it on the ground, close the door, put the, you know, lock back on. Then I got to start the blower with, put my foot on it, start it, put it on my back and all that stuff. Whereas with the um, handheld blower, I can literally just, um, cause my door is like a side ramp door. I can, um, oh, yeah. I can just literally open the door. Um, you know, I, obviously if I'm returning the mower, the, The door goes all the way down, put the mower back in, grab the blower. I can put it on my fender uh, on the side of the trailer there. So I'm not having Mm -hmm. to go all the way to the ground, lock the door. I can grab the blower. And as I'm walking to where I'm starting, I can be pulling it to start it, which is saving me time. And then when I come back Mm -hmm. and I'm done, I just need to open the trailer door just a little bit because I can reach in and put the blower back in there without opening the door fully. It just, and you do that times every house it saves me a whole bunch of time um, versus Mm -hmm. I have, you know, a backpack blower and having to sit down on the ground and start it and go through that whole commotion. When I get back, I got to put it back on the ground to open the door and put it back in. (laughs) It's just, it's just one of those things, right? It's just like, oh yeah. So yeah, Mm -hmm. that few seconds with an electric blower, um, you know, might be another, you know, step forward of like, Hey, now, you know, you got that instant in the morning uh, without having to wait for that sort of warm up cycle to get that full power uh going on yeah. it uh yeah so that's uh and in the summer too because sometimes uh, some equipment suffers from like in the hot weather it'll have like vapor lock sometimes where uh mm. you know you it'll work fine on one house and then you go to the next house and then it won't start um just because yeah. the, you know the fuel just evaporates and sort of kind of builds a cloud in there and, and it won't start back up until you clear it almost like it's flooded uh sort of a yeah. uh, thing yeah
0: i've heard uh, a term. I think it's called like hot restart or something okay. like that. There's some, something along those lines that's a, that's an issue that can happen yeah, in the hot summertime days. Very. Okay. Just having problems starting. Yeah.
1: So uh, I just going to take a, a quick break. So bear with me and we're going to uh, hear from our sponsor. So uh, stay tuned.
0: For almost 40 years, landscape pros have trusted XMark equipment to help them get the job done day in and day out. Hey, I'm Mike Mayfield, and as a product manager here at Exmark, I get the opportunity to listen to our customers and test new ideas for our products each and every day. We strive to make our mowers the most durable, comfortable, and advanced in the green industry.
1: Exmark, engineered by us, trusted by landscape professionals, ready to work for you. Okay, so what would you say was your favorite thing uh, that you saw at the GIE?
0: Well, the one thing I really wish I would have had a chance to try out in person, actually I wish I could demo at my house. Um, the semi autonomous Zero Turn Mower. Okay. I think there's a few brands that have that. The yep. one I'd made a i made ai made a video and had a chance to talk with Cub Cadets. So they have one that um, just looks really interesting. And I recall one of the one of my biggest lawns I had doing long chair, it was a really long stretch it looked great nice stripes mm-hmm. if you could you know i took a practice a lot so i had nice stripes but it went up a hill and then when it went down the other side of the hill it was kind of difficult sometimes to keep i was always wondering if the if the stripes like when, once i got to the very top of the hill if then they kind of went a different angle so
2: oh like if they lined are, up
0: yeah okay so, I I think they might have my lines might have curved if you like had a drone flying overhead. Oh, okay. uh, You wouldn't really notice it standing on the ground, but with the, I I feel like I I can mow pretty straight lines even on some pretty long, um, turf lawns. But the with something autonomous, you would just go to like point A, like the one part of your lawn and you would hit this button and that sets point a, then you drive all the way to the other side where you want the other line to be. Then you hit like point B and then you just, there's a little more to it. You'd have to see yeah. their video, but you can have your hands off the mower once you get back on track on that line. And then the overlap is only like four inches. the okay. so The, the selling point is that you're going to be more efficient, and if you had you know, different people working for you all day long, mowing lawns, that yeah, yeah. they're not going to overlap as much, so they'll get done faster. Mm. The lines will look better. So, it's. So I guess you could, if you want to, you could like be, get your phone out and text people while you're mowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, <laughs> "Yeah, basically, you could." That's so, cool. You can check it. Yeah,
1: I was wondering about matches. that because I'd seen, um, uh, you know, photos of, like the Mark booth had a turf tracer that was semi-autonomous and some other models uh, that I saw throughout there. And I was like, like, I wonder like how that works. Because it's still, a you know, with the turf tracer, at least it's still like a walk behind mower. Um, so I was like, what would be the case? But with you explaining it, it's like, okay, that makes perfect sense. Right? You can, you know, set up those points and stuff and have, uh, you know, something like that mow. Um, and you're getting that minimal overlap. It's getting done quicker. Uh, you're laying your know, stripes perfectly, um, and so yeah, so that uh, you can definitely see the the use case scenario there uh, with something yep. like that.
0: Yep. When uh, you get to the end, that that's when you have to pay attention. Then you hit a button, <laughs> then it like automatically turns for you, I believe, without tearing up the lawn. So it's mm-hmm. kind of a semi autonomous. to well, not spin around, but to turn around, like a three-point turn or something similar, without like having like some of the common uh, turf tears from your tire that some people will do. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of hurry. So
1: yeah, definitely you
0: know, guilty of that.
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> Especially here in the on the wet coast when it's always wet and yeah. uh, soft and stuff, it's hard, very difficult to yeah. uh, to not tear up on your turns. Um, yeah.
0: And then I, I did visit a little bit, just looking at some robotic mowers. Okay. And just seeing that continue to, I mean, the semi-autonomous is almost kind of in that category being robotic. Yep. And I recall listening to one of your, maybe, I think it was in your, one of your podcasts, unless we were talking in person, but I, I maybe we did talk in person about it too. Just how it wouldn't really work in the uh, Pacific West out there, Northwest yep. just, Such wet, heavy grass. Yeah, yeah. Like especially in the spring, would a robotic mower that goes out every day, when it's growing that fast and so wet, would that be able to keep up with it or not?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be uh, interesting to see if uh, if something uh, like that uh, will work. I've seen some um, companies pop up. Uh, One of them that comes to mind. um, They're not here in Canada, but in the U.S., uh, I think they're called Robin Autopilot. Um, and they basically are like a lawn care company that deploys like those Husqvarna or steel, like, uh, robotic mowers that you would have like for your house. They have a whole fleet of them made for them. Um, and they basically, like you sign up as a customer, they will install one of these on your lawn and they basically just show up once a week just to do the trimming, so they do like the trimming oh. and edging and they remove any sort of like, you know, if there's sticks and things on the lawn or things like that, they'll do that. But the mower, yeah. the robotic mower just takes care of the mowing and they don't do any of the mowing. They just show up to do the trimming and edging and uh, yeah. and have the mower. So, uh, yeah, interesting uh, business mo- uh, model and they have, uh, you know, any maintenance stuff that needs to be done. They can come and switch out the machine if it's, you know, glitching out or having an issue or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, interesting uh, to see uh, you know what the future will bring um with uh that sort of stuff. So that's awesome uh for uh keeping us uh sort of up on uh, how GIE Expo was. I thank you uh, for being like our unofficial uh, correspondent for the podcast on uh, (laughs) that. Um, If you don't mind, I'd like to switch uh, topics a bit here um, and uh, talk to you about uh, YouTube and your YouTube channel because I know a lot of guys um, in the green industry um, are into uh, that sort of uh, aspect of the business, being able to uh, create content and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, your your YouTube channel, you've uh, had it since 2011. Uh, you've got 52,000 uh, subs on there, which is uh, absolutely awesome. Uh, and like I mentioned before, with meeting you, uh, in, you know, in person, one of the guys I look forward to seeing you in person, you're also one of my uh, trusted resources online for tool oh. reviews and stuff like that. You're, you're a straight shooter. Uh and uh we're gonna get into that too, uh as well as uh some other questions. If you you mind uh, chatting a bit about the YouTube and stuff?
0: Yeah, it sounds great. Let's, yeah. Yeah, awesome. So that uh, for
1: those uh that uh, don't know you, uh maybe sum up your channel and what you do there.
0: My <clears throat> my channel when it started, it was really just a hobby and I was well actually the, what what got me kinda excited in my home business it was on not on the exact channel that I'm on right now, but I had a different channel and I thought, well, I'm going to promote some of our homes that we have sold. And one of the things that I was doing at the time, a specialty was some, some home demolitions. And I call it like back when like extreme home makeover shows, those were really popular. Yeah. 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 That's uh, around that time I did a, like a video called Extreme Home Makeover. And what we did is we're, it was a three and a half minute video. I was that day, it was like an hour away from my house, and I was getting ready to leave my house. And I did this kind of like before having like vid cameras mm-hmm. on your cell phone. We're all scheduled to meet the excavator. He's going to tear it down. I thought, okay, I'm going to, yeah, definitely those are some things that I'm at on site to help just keep an eye on things ensuring yeah. sure um, so I, I thought, oh, I should probably bring my camera. So I quickly had my video camera and then recorded three and a half minutes, put on YouTube, and it like, got up to 100,000 views in a wow. pretty short time. So that got me pretty excited. And then I thought, well, I'd, yeah, I'd like to make some other videos. So I did a few other ones, but nothing did quite as well as that one. That one just was kind of like a really great launch for yeah, me, yeah. from YouTube. So then I, as the home business started to slowly paper down i you know i just just have a genuine interest in home building and i like technology tools and you know talking about them and i was spending time going to the home improvement stores and it's kind of like a second home for me so i (laughs) had at the time some you know pretty nice like air nailers and some other tools that i purchased and i just somehow thought i'm not sure how i thought about it but just I would do like a review on some of the tools. I don't know that people were really doing a lot of that at the time, but Mm -hmm. this was something that I enjoyed doing and people would comment and I like talking about it. So just seemed fun to make a video. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up, I remember getting like a hundred dollar check after a while. Like they, I had a chance to like sign up for the Google AdSense and how long I was doing it. But I remember getting a hundred dollar check and I thought, wow, this I'm really enjoying doing this and Mm. it's just you know the other people that i had watched and the channels look fun so i was trying to bring some entertainment value to my channel and my videos as well so it it just kind of evolved from that i was doing some lawn care stuff too another video that did really well for me i compared three backpack blowers and had some obstacles to work around and one was like chasing a tennis ball yeah, <laughs> in the yeah, yard. Yeah. So that's still my most pop, my most viewed, I think it has like 820 some thousand views. Wow.
2: Uh,
0: but I have another one coming up pretty close to that. Okay. Um, so then I just, um, I was doing some like grilling videos, like so then just, started to pare it down and try to focus instead of being spread out so far to be a little more of a niche like into the tools and I had an opportunity to go to an event where Home Depot was the key sponsor mm-hmm. and I had what I call my elevator pitch ready to talk to them yeah. <laughs> and I knew that they they had some type of program where they might like send some tools or something I didn't know much about it but um, I was there with the marketing team and it was just kind of by luck that I was at the right place at the right time. I was in person. I had some business cards. I had a a quick chance to ask them to be considered to be in their program. And then they thanked me. They're very nice. And then like a month later, I got an email from one of the head people. That's um, the head person from that program invited me to be in it. And I was just, so excited.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, I've been doing that ever since then, so it's like a one-year term. So um, I'm excited now. So I'm doing a little bit less tool reviews with them and a little bit more hands-on projects. Oh, okay. Cool. So I will have some tool reviews once I'm done with my projects, kind of mixed in there, but there'll be a chance to show them in action, in use on some type of project.
1: Yeah, yeah. Very, very cool. So, so did yeah. you, with the, the YouTube, did you ever get to a point – because um, it's been you know a few years now, and uh, you've been very consistent at it. Um, where sort of um, mental health or uh, struggles um, on that side of it um, with content creation, because you hear a lot about it um, happening.
0: Yeah, I think the worst thing to do is to compare yourself to others. Yeah, and there are sometimes where. I'm just kinda of looking like, Oh yeah, I reviewed these things right here. Um, some tape measures and I looked at the views that I have and then I seen who else did something similar and they have like five times as many and there, <laughs> there have been some times where I got discouraged. I'm like, Oh you know, just Yeah. Those for me that was that's probably the the thing. I'm like, Well maybe I should just give up, you know, maybe yeah. just stop and just go a different direction. Um, but I also have made some videos in there too where like for instance my wife's vehicle she had at the time she was driving a minivan and I was checking the oil and I pulled the dipstick out and the thing broke. So like the, the loop that you put your finger through that disconnected from the stick that was stuck okay. down in the tube. Yeah, And I thought of like create a creative, resourceful way to get that Stupid stick out of the tube, <laughs> and then I ended up getting it out. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should make a video on this. And I remember telling my wife that, and she's like, yeah, I, I thought somebody would, somebody else that would probably have that may happen to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so I just made this quick video, like I don't know how long, not very long, and it's amazing. Like just all the time, I'm continually like getting, I it was on a Chrysler vehicle. So I'm getting a lot, it might be more so a Chrysler problem, but there's so many people that are thanking me and saying, Oh my gosh, you just saved me all kinds of money and explain their circumstance. So there's some people that just, it's a financial hardship to like have that break and then have to bring it into a mechanic and pay that kind of money. And they said, yeah, I was able to just watch your video and do it myself and, um, and then other people, like one person just commented like the other day, I was reading it it happened on his Mercedes and he thanked me cause he was able to get that out. So mm-hmm. I enjoy like once in a while, not too often, but I'll do like some, like how to fix something where I've encountered a problem. I thought, well, this might make a good video, like an appliance breaking. Yeah. 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 So that's, that was something that's kind of really given me just. A real pat on the back like you know i'm really helping other people out which Mm -hmm. i enjoy doing and um some of the just yeah just thoroughly enjoying helping people making those types of videos once in a while to throw in there yeah yeah um i think that's that's been something that's kind of helped like just give me some extra energy to to make some other ones but uh sometimes if i do take a break it seems like it's a little bit difficult to get back into it yeah yes but then, like, once I make a video and I'm excited about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is great. i got to do another one. Yeah, so yeah. I think, like, the longer that I wait, then the more resistance I have to quick make another one again. Yeah, yeah. So. I,
1: I absolutely echo everything you just, <laughs> just said there <laughs> in my own sort of thing this past year especially was difficult for me. Um, went through some of those same issues of, um, and I say the same thing, like, Uh, comparing yourself to other channels other people is the worst thing um you can do uh and i was Mm -hmm. doing it and um you know you get down on yourself and you think about the amount of work it takes to put a video together and edit and stuff i'm a big fan of jim rohn and listening to his speeches and stuff and i remember a story that he told in one of his speeches about a uh uh, a pastor who was traveling the country and and doing sort of guest uh, speaking events, giving his sermon, and he showed up uh, in this one town, and only one rancher showed up uh, to listen to him. And uh, he, you know, looked around the room and was kind of discouraged, and he apologized to the rancher, he said, you know, I'm sorry, I was expecting a lot more people to show up, you know, I don't want to, you know, waste any more of your time. And the rancher said, oh, you know, that's no problem. Um, But I know that, um, you know, if I were to go out and feed my cows and only one cow showed up, I would still feed it. And uh, (laughs) that just like struck with me. Like, uh, yeah, like it doesn't matter. The fact that, you know, if you get one person watching your video, you can still help that one person. You can still deliver that (laughs) message. And, you know, you might look at a video that has 50 views, 100 views, 200 views and go you know that wasn't a very good video but what if those same 200 people were standing in front of you in a room that would like fill the room and you know there to listen to you talk like that's huge um so you, you gotta just look at it differently and uh you know just forget that comparison game and uh once i sort of that clicked for me then it didn't you know matter anymore and i got i found the joy of making videos again and just started making them again and then it was just like yeah like just do it for that one person if one person's watching and stuff then then that that's all that matters right that you're helping that one person
0: that's a great point as you're saying that that just kind of reminded me i i don't often think about this but i've had a few times well a handful of times actually over like the past five years, I would have a parent or somebody reach out to me and they'd say, they would say my, my son just loves like, he's like three years old or something like that. Just loves watching your channel. And I remember like one parent said they would like use it to like have like a reward system. So like, or if they're um, for like discipline. So like if they were having a hard day, like they'd say, okay, well you can't watch his videos today. So it was like a reward for like good behavior. So I've had some people that just look forward to it. And I had done a few like little shout outs at the end, like with my kids, um, just saying hi to somebody. Um, I had one, someone reached out to me. This, I thought it was pretty funny. Her son loved watching like my rigid vacuum cleaner, videos Mm -hmm. and like for Halloween he dressed up like me. He had the same color shirt same (laughs) color hat (laughs) She she sent me pictures and she said he just loves watching your videos and you know just seeing like the power tools Yeah, yeah. it's just you know fun for the kids That's awesome
1: Isn't it crazy
0: to think? Yeah, you, you just don't know who's watching and who you're impacting and it could be, you might think it's small but uh, just some of those little times that people will say something. I'm sure there's like a handful of times people don't say anything, but they. um I appreciate the ones that have like reached out like that. that yeah, yeah. Really has made my day.
1: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's the thing you have to. A, it's it's easy to let, or you know, sometimes you get those hater comments, and it's easy to let that one bad comment affect regardless of how many good comments you get on videos and stuff yeah it's that game you know you, and you gotta just remember those good ones you know i've had ones like i literally i read one to my wife the other day um where like the person was saying something about how i literally changed his his and his family's life for the better uh, with the content oh, wow. that i put out uh and stuff so it was like how can you top that you know? <laughs> yeah,
2: that, that you is know? Is that's, yeah, that's amazing.
1: That's that's crazy. Um, so what are your thoughts on influencers and review videos? You get this all the time. I get, you know, speaking of those hater comments, you get those ones where, um, you know, people say, oh, you know, I've had ones where saying like, oh, you're just a shill for this company or, or this or, or that. And they have no clue on you know what it takes to put a video together, and sort of that. Uh, you know how you can differentiate yourself uh, from some of those. You know ones that are obviously you know fake reviews and things like that. Um, what do you? Yeah. What's your take on that?
0: I I like to show the facts. I always. I know there's some people that will review something and they won't really even hardly show it, even turned on. Yeah. Or in use, so I have. Quite a bit of scrap things around here or just different projects that I can use something on. So in my videos, I always like to really put it to the test and try to push it a little bit so you can see how it's performing. Mm -hmm. And so I often don't come out and like say, well, I'm giving it like a nine out of 10 or some, I don't have like a rating system anything like that. I just show how it performs and then, like at the end of my videos, I'll often just say that hopefully this video has helped you so you can see if this tool is right for you because, you know, power tools are a lot of money. Yes. So I'd like to just demonstrate just and show, like, the facts to it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And, I think, and then maybe explain, like, the benefits. If I see a benefit along the way or something that <laughs> there was a tool that I remember having it in the back seat and somehow it accidentally turned on. And so I pointed that out. I had a, um, another tool that I shut off as a palm sander and, or an orbital sander. And I, you can see my video. I shut the switch off and like two seconds later it turned back on. So I just, you know, things like that. I, I show like some interesting things, so yeah, yeah, maybe an opportunity for the manufacturer to take a look at, yeah, yeah, you know, there, you know, different things that could be a concern. Yeah, yeah,
1: I think um, too, um, I know from my own personal when I first started doing the reviews um, and Echo, you know, UAG program, you were with me that very first UAG. Uh, launch day uh, 2017 yeah. right so we were like that very first group that was going through yeah um, and oh, I, I was still I was very uncomfortable with the idea of the content creation at that point and I remember even having a a, con- uh, a conversation uh, with Sam from uh, Sensei Marketing about it and uh, mm-hmm. you know I said you know I'm you know I'm still not really comfortable with this whole video stuff I said um, like I feel bad If a company is sending me something and I don't like it, like if there's something wrong with it, like telling people that I don't like it or something, right? Mm -hmm. And his response to me was, you're so effing Canadian, you need your face on a postage stamp. (laughs) (laughs) He says, Uh, if you don't tell people the truth in your videos that you don't like or point out things that aren't perfect, they're not going to be believable like you have to point there's there's mm-hmm. always going to be so there's nothing that's perfect there's always going to be something now don't rip into it and be like this is a piece of garbage blah 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 and all this sort of stuff right just point out hey this didn't perform to how i expected or or whatever the case may be right uh, so mm-hmm. i took that to heart uh, and luckily <laughs> echo is a company that has stood by the fact that you know they said no you they want us to be honest about it and you know uh, I'm still there, so <laughs> that that and and uh, luckily for me, uh, another large sponsor uh, for me, um, uh, not that echoes a sponsor, but uh, my large sponsor uh, XMark. They're the same. They've never asked me to make a video about anything in specific. Uh, they, you know, will send me mowers or something to do stuff, but it's complete freedom onto what I say. And I've pointed out bad stuff about are things in certain videos and review videos and i remember in 2019 um i got to gie and i was like okay i wonder how this is gonna go down because my video
0: <laughs> went out about this
1: and they were super excited to show me the mower and how they redesigned it based on my video oh, and cool. i was like that wow. is crazy like that is so yeah awesome on the flip side I've had uh, a, another massive mower company reach out to me, wanting to m- me to uh, send me a mower. And they're like, we'll send you out this mower. You use it. And then uh, you use it for a couple months. And then we'll uh, re- we'll get together and talk about what we want you to say about it. And I was like, mm. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Sorry, that's not happening. Not after having the experience with Echo and Xmark that I've had. I'm not, so, I'm not doing that. Like it's, Yeah, you
0: don't want to lose the trust of your audience. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I had a, a, an experience where I had a snowblower sent to me and, um, I just got it, took it out of the box. Everything's all ready to go. And in the first two minutes that I used it and recording the video, it just breaks. Oh, okay. And, um, I think it would spin. I think that it would throw snow, but I think the like the um, transmission broke on it. Okay, for yeah. lack of a better term. So I called them up and I'm like, "Well, I you know I can't say anything good about it." And they said, "Well, our uh, customer service department is very proud of the work they do." They said, "We will get you another one sent out. They will handle this, and we want you to." show that it broke down. We want you to mm. talk about our customer service and give them a chance to shine. So oh, right. um, that's what I ended up doing. So I, I was probably not going to even show the video at all, but yeah, really, yeah. this was just a chance to really show their customer service. And i have also with some other brands I work with as well. I recall something else breaking and their customer service was awesome. And I think that's a, a great thing to point out too, because, you know, things, can fail, and if the they stand behind the product, that's yeah um, refreshing to know. That's yeah. a, good, yeah. a good point. To, yeah, and but, I think that's I fair too,
1: not, right? Because there's always yeah. going to be times where it doesn't matter what manufacturer it is that you might get something because they're not you know specifically going okay, this is the you know Mark Thomas Builder version that we're making, right? Make sure every screw is tight and everything. It's just yeah. a product that's coming off the line like every other one. Um, so yeah. you know, there's times where something goes wrong and. There's, you know, something that, uh, you know, got uh, messed up in manufacturing or something like that. And I think that's the fair thing to do. You see, I've seen people rip into products saying it's garbage and stuff like, you know, if something like that were to happen. And I don't think that's fair to do. Like it's reach out to the company first and say, hey, we had a catastrophic failure. What do you want me to do? Right. And give them a chance yep. to make it right first, right? Because it can happen. It doesn't mean that every single one of those tools is going to do the exact same thing. Um, so, yeah, it's just—I uh, think that's a fair way to do it when you when you get something catastrophic like that right out of the box.
0: Yep. Yeah, my replacement has been going strong ever since then. So, they—you know—just was obviously a fluke. So, yeah, it was that was a like a just a learning thing for me, like in making videos, just that experience.
2: Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, why not give their customer service a chance to shine? Yeah. I was going to mention on my channel, I don't really bring forth a lot of products that might start out, like if you looked at them online, like a two-star review, I don't really, or like the cheapest chainsaw on Amazon or something. Yeah, I yeah. don't really do those kinds of things either. So, yeah. you know, something that's just not made, like, you know, built to last yeah, like, yeah. it's, you know, a real light residential i'm not going to try to use it in a commercial setting and you know find a problem with it
1: yeah yeah that's the and that's the thing right um, yeah. like I had mm-hmm. a, a, a with the um one of the echo uh spreaders fertilizer spreaders um, that they sent us Um, and it was the residential version right so um, I used it full-time in the commercial application that I'm doing and it didn't hold up and I talked about that in the video but I also said in the video that Keep in mind, this is the residential version. And if you're using this on one yard, your own yard, this will last years because it is built like a tank it compared to every other, you know, residential yeah. sort of spreader. But in a commercial setting, it didn't hold up. Um, and, you know, I thought that was a, a fair sort of assessment of it, right? It's because mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. not marketed as a commercial uh, unit, right? So you wouldn't expect it to right. to be able to handle that, right? Um, so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's a good
1: point. Yeah, it's just one of those. Uh, one of those. So if you're fair about that sort of explanation of it, right, and saying, "Hey, yes, this didn't live up, but it's not, you know, it wasn't. It's not meant for this application, anyways, right?" Um, mm-hmm. So you know, maybe you're better off as a you know a commercial um, operator to invest in one of their more expensive versions because they do have commercial versions. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that'll serve you better than, you know, spending less money on this version that wasn't meant for it. Um, uh, what would you say, uh, in terms of, of that, like, what would you tell people in terms of trusting reviews from influencers? What would be your advice to somebody?
0: <laughs> my, my first thought is just like watch out for people that every review, every review is like this thing is awesome. This thing is the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really got to, this thing is such, you know the one to get. So if that seems like the common thread of every video that a person makes, then I would be a little bit okay. Uh, this is too good to be true. So I would, yeah, that's what, like one thing. Just red flag, looking out, seeing what kind, what kind of pattern, yeah, is yeah. going
1: on. Um, before we go uh, where can people find you
0: well my primary channel is Mark Thomas Builder on YouTube I'm also there on Instagram I have a I don't do it as much like I'm, I have a Facebook uh, Mark Thomas Builder dash tool reviews um Mostly just googling that name, and you'll find me somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. YouTube is YouTube is where I hang out the most.
1: Okay, awesome. So, thank you again for uh, coming on to the show. I really do appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thank you. You too, Julio. And I also want to say, I also look forward. I didn't get a chance to really interject, but um, seeing you in person too, I always look forward to it. And we're just uh, hopefully next year. Yeah, the traveling situation will be opened up more so we can meet in person again yeah yeah awesome i hope i hope
1: so too awesome thank you very much mark all right
0: all right thank you all right
1: So there you have it, Long Care Nation. Hopefully, you guys uh, enjoyed that value packed interview episode with uh, Mark Thomas from Mark Thomas Builder YouTube channel. Uh, Make sure you guys uh, follow him uh, on uh, YouTube under, or sorry, on on, uh, Instagram under that name, as well as uh, look for his uh, YouTube channel under that uh, same name as well. I'll leave uh, links in the uh, podcast show notes uh, to those uh, uh, two things uh, Instagram and YouTube, uh, where you guys can easily uh, go there and uh, check them out. So uh, that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.